In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 29, it says, Their roaring shall be like a lion. They shall roar like young lions. Yea, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey and shall carry it away safe and none shall deliver it. See, we are in a day and an age that God is calling for His people. He's calling for the body of Christ to roar. To roar like never before. Uh, we are in a very, you know, every single day that we live and that we breathe, the days are seeming to get darker and darker. This world is getting crazier and crazier. And God has called for us to be like the line of the tribe of Judah, who is Jesus Christ. And He's calling for us to be like that every single day. And just like a lion roars, just like Jesus Christ, when He spoke, He roared. God is wanting for His people to roar. So I want to encourage you today. We're going to be talking about why do we roar? Why do lions roar? We're going to relate it to uh, why lions roar. But before we go any further, we can't go any further until we pray. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for all that you are, Lord. And God, I pray right now, God, even as we get into this podcast today, God, even as we get into your word and even, even as we discuss this topic, Lord, God, teach us. Teach us and mold us and train us to become better Christians, to be better people that you have called us to be, God. God, we want to seek after your word. We want to seek after your truth more than we want our truth. We want your truth. We want the only truth. We want you your word to live and to guide us every single day, Lord. God, we thank you. Holy Ghost, have your way in this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray, by the power of the Holy Ghost, and all glory and honor goes to our Father. Amen and amen. Now is the time to jump in. Now is the time to jump in with everything that is within you. Hello, welcome to the Adventures in the Great Commission. My name is Ryan Colley. I am the International Evangelist and Missionary of Revival for Christ Club International Ministries. We thank you so much for tuning in today. Today is episode uh, 9 of season 2 here on the podcast. And uh, we pray that you guys are doing well in the Lord. And uh, I'm excited to talk to you guys today. Before I get into the, the message of what we're talking about, I'm also excited because this coming weekend, I am going to be in Amarillo, Texas. Now, this is only going to be the uh, part A of, of C, uh, Season 2, Episode 9, that I'll be going to Amarillo, because this is this will probably be a couple different uh, episodes. But uh, coming this weekend, uh, on November 25th and 26th, I will be in Amarillo, Texas, uh, with the Church of the New Beginnings, with Pastor Connie Snyder. And we'll, here's a little blip of uh, what we're doing in Amarillo, Texas. Every time the Word of God, the truth is brought forth, we should embrace it. We should hunger for it. We should die, desire for it. Because that is how we're going to grow. That is how we're going to become the sons and daughters of God that He's called us to be. Many of you have callings in your life. And sometimes it feels like you're stuck in the mud. Well, you're stuck in the mud because correction is brought forth and you're not growing from it because you're stuck in your victim's mentality. And God is wanting us to overcome the victim's mentalities of our life. He doesn't want to be stuck in that bondage.
So yeah, there you have it, guys. I am so excited to uh, be with Pastor Connie and uh, the Church of the New Beginnings in Amarillo, Texas. She's an amazing pastor down there, and I am actually going to be taking two of our uh, praise and worship guys here at the church, uh, Mr. J.J. Uh, Underwood and uh, Dario Moss. Uh, they're going to be coming and assisting me in that revival, but I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm actually going to, the, the topic today, I, I'm actually, I think I'm going to be speaking on Sunday, Lord willing, you know, uh, the Lord may change that plan from here or there, but I have a feeling that's what I'm going to be speaking on is why we roar. Uh, and then on Saturday night, uh, to open up the revival, uh, I'm going to be talking about the shift, the shift that's been in the atmosphere. I actually did a podcast and have preached the message before, but when I was praying and seeking the Lord on what to speak on in the upcoming revival, uh, those were the kind of the messages that the Lord had put on my heart. And uh, as long as that's the one he wants me to speak, that's the one I'm going to speak. If he decides to change it, I'm going to change it because I want to make sure that I'm led and guided by the Lord. So excited to do that uh, on the 25th and the 26th. I hope that you guys are all doing great. Uh, I know you are probably getting ready for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving uh, is uh, coming on Thursday. So I hope that you uh, spend that time in thanks. You know, we, we get together at Thanksgiving and you think about eating turkey and some of you watch football and you're excited to see your families. But more than anything, I believe God wants us to be thankful. Thankful for all the people that we have in our life. Thankful for uh, the, the churches that we go to, the men and women of God that are in our lives, our family members, our kids, our, our brothers, our sisters, our husbands, our wives, whoever it is. But always remember that we need to be thankful in all things, uh, even in the times that are struggles, even the, you know, uh, uh, we're going through a great season of faith, and it was prophesied by our prophet here at Revival for Christ. And it's definitely been a season of faith. But you know, uh, I, you know, God can make it very real easy on us, and He can. Uh, he's the creator of all things, and sometimes we go through things, and we 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 get mad at God, or we or we're we're angry with God, or we're not happy, or we don't understand why we have to go through things. But you know, there's a lot of times in those uh, in those seasons of faith, in those times, that God teaches us. And that's when we grow. That's when we really learn to strengthen our faith. You know, if everything was always easy, then how would we know that we could get through a problem? And uh, so we need to be thankful of course, we need to be thankful for uh, you know for the blessings, but we also need to be thankful for the struggles because you know what? If we didn't know that God could bring us through, then what would be faith? You know, uh, all the all of our heroes of faith in the Bible, they all went through things. I'm sure Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't necessarily want to have to go through the fire or didn't want to have to be thrown into the fiery pit. I'm sure Daniel uh, probably could have uh, gone on down the road without having to be thrown in a pit with lions. Um, I'm pretty sure Noah uh, would have been okay with not having to build an ark and gathering the, the animals two by two and watching all these other people drown in the flood and being persecuted for years upon years because there never had been rain upon the earth. And uh, I'm sure that Moses uh, would have been a lot easier for him just to stay with uh, uh, Pharaoh and be with that family that he was uh, raised in. And not have to face the Red Sea. And not have to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. So, you know, I, I, and I'm, you know, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Jesus would have been okay with not having to climb up on that cross and have to be brutally uh, uh, crucified for our sins. But, but, 
God still saw it fit that every single one of our heroes in faith that are in this Bible were there to teach us, to let us know. You know, our, our battles may be different. Sometimes our battles are financial. Sometimes our battle, battles are with our family. Our battles are with, uh, you know, our coworkers or wherever it is. Many of us don't have to face being stoned like Stephen. We, uh, many of us don't have to be uh, faced with being thrown in the fiery pit or to be hung on a cross. Uh, but there, we all have battles and we all have things that we go through. And so I, I, I brought up all of that. You know, we've got Thanksgiving coming up. And uh, I know that this message today, the podcast today, wasn't, uh, uh, it's not originally on being thankful. But I think it's important that we understand with Thanksgiving coming up that we are thankful. Thankful for all of it, for the good times, the bad times, every single one of them, because that's when we grow. And you know, and the thing is, is uh, a lot of times there's times that we don't grow for for the struggles that we do because we don't allow it to let us grow. All we are is we get a cranky attitude, and we get a we get a, an attitude where we're not thankful for what God is doing in our life. Well, God, why did you have to do this, and why do I have to go through this? Instead of saying, God. You know what? I may not understand why I'm having to go through this right now, but God, here I am. Guide me, direct me, show me what to do. Because you know, it's in those times that you can hear God's voice even more clearly. You know, it's in the times whenever you say, you know what? I can't do it. I can't do it in myself. Lord, I give it all to you. And that's what He wants. He wants us to, to realize and understand that it's, it's, uh, it's not about anything we can do with our hands. It's not about anything that we can do in ourselves. But it's all through Him. And when you learn that, how much more thankful, how much more uh, greater thanks will you have in your life when you understand it's not about what you can do, but it's what He can do through you. So I want to encourage you today. You know, if you're someone that's watching this right now, and you're going through something, you're, you're, you're battling something, you're fighting something, you don't really understand everything, give it to God. You know what? And, and God may not totally clear it up the way you think it should be cleared up, but I promise you that if you live for Him and you give it to Him and you truly give it over to Him and you really are crying out to Him, all things work together for those who love the Lord. That's the Bible. And so um, it doesn't say all things work together exactly the way we think they should, but they work together for those who love the Lord. And they're going to work for the, for the greater good in you so He can build your faith, build you in, in, your, in, your, uh, in, your, in the nature of Christ inside of you. Because that's what it's about. God wants us to grow. God wants to uh, teach us and grow us and, and, and mold us into the image of His Son. And so uh, be thankful. With Thanksgiving coming up, take time to sit there and just say, Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. And I want to say it right now. Lord, I love you so much. And God, I thank you for everything that I'm going through right now. I thank you for every struggle. And God, if there's every, I have any attitude that is not like you, is not like your son, if there's ever anything that, I am, that I've done and when I'm going through something that I don't understand, God, I apologize and take it out of me, God. And I want you to know that I am thankful. I'm so thankful for the ministry that you've placed me in. I'm so thankful for the calling that you've put on my life. I'm so thankful for for the men and women of God that you've put in my life. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for uh, my puppies. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for all these great things. And I'm so thankful. And Lord, I, I just want you to know I'm also thankful for the struggles. And I'm, I'm thankful for that you've grown my faith through all these things. Lord, we thank you. So take the time to do that today. 
And I hope my wife doesn't get mad at me. I said my puppies, then I said my wife. I'm, very, I'm, I'm more thankful for my wife than I am my puppies. I was just <laughs> spitballing there. Uh, but anyway, I'm thankful for it all. And uh, so take time to say thank you uh, to the Lord, especially with uh, Thanksgiving coming up. Um, but I, and I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for uh, you guys uh, tuning in to these podcasts. Um, you know, uh, I'm just appreciative that God gives me this opportunity, this platform. Uh, I'm thankful for my, my uh, brother-in-law who, who uh, sits through these and, and listens and, and then goes back and edits these. And uh, I, I'm very thankful for him. Uh, he does a lot to help me. And I, I hope that I, I can also do things to add to his life. And I'm very appreciative I love you, Frank. Love you. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm very thankful for him in my life. I'm thankful for you guys. Thank you for, you know, this is uh, our second. We're, we're, we're rounding up in a couple mo- more months. It'll be two full years of the podcast. And um, I'm, I'm thankful that God gave me uh, this idea a while back. And, uh, you know, some of you might have known or may, may not know, but, uh, you know, I, I did radio for five years, five or six years. And, uh, uh, you know, I, and I, I did public speaking when I was in high school. And uh, it's always been something that I've enjoyed doing. So this is just an outlet where God has given me to to be used and so um, I'm not on here to uh, to get a million followers I'm not on here to get a million likes um, now I, I would love for a million people to hear it and hear the truth of the Word of God especially when it's his word and not my opinion because I want everybody to hear it now everybody might not like it you may get it I may get a million you may get a million views but uh, of those million views, I, I would be really, you probably may get 10 or 15 likes because people, especially when you're preaching the truth of the Word of God, uh, people don't want to hear it. And, and that's even Christians today. They don't want to hear it. You know, uh, you know and, and that's where we've got to make sure that we turn our focus and make sure that we are focusing on the Word of God and what the Word of God says. You know, this world is going absolutely crazy. You know, I, I just don't get it sometimes. Um, and I didn't, I didn't even know that I was even going to get into this. You know, the Lord had given me a scripture uh, that's separate, and I'm, gonna, and I'm still not even going into the, what we're talking about today is why do we roar? Why is it in, why do we roar? And then I've got it related to, I looked up facts on why lions roar and then relating it to why we as Christians should roar. And, uh, you know, we're just in a crazy day. People don't know who they are anymore. And um, uh, you've got people that, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm to talk on a couple things here quickly uh, about things that are very controversial and in the body of Christ, and they shouldn't be controversial in the body of Christ. Um, uh, you know, I, where you have preachers from the pulpit saying it's okay for abortion. Now, I know that's not a majority of the churches, but there are churches now coming forth that are saying it's okay for abortion. And anytime you extinguish a life, it is wrong. An innocent life, it is wrong. We serve a living God, and you do not, uh, God does not call for us to, to, uh, to kill a baby, to kill innocent life. And so, you know, when you've got churches and you've got, uh, Preachers from the pulpit saying it's okay that the the choice they and they they put it and they and, you know they can't come out and say it's okay to kill a baby but they're just like it's you know the woman should have choice the women should have choice and the thing is is uh, yeah well we all have a choice whether we're going to take someone else's life now it's so much easier to say it's a fetus or say it's this or say it's that but no uh, we got to stand up as Christians and roar and say no that is wrong. 
We cannot allow this in the body of Christ to, for people to come out and say it's okay uh, for, for, uh, for there to be abortion. No, it is not. Do you know over a million, it's the biggest killer in our country, in the United States of America, it's the big, biggest killer. Not cancer, not heart disease, not any other thing, but the murder of the unborn babies. That is the biggest murder, that is the biggest cause of death in our country. And it's sad, and it needs to stop. And we need, as Christians, need to stand up and take a stand for it. Because it's wrong. And, we, and if we allow that in the body of Christ, we are not roaring like God has called for us to roar. We are not standing up as Christians as what God wants us to do. You know, I'm also going to get on another subject. I, I, we, we're going into schools, and you got people don't know who they are. Changing their gender. Well, brother, you just don't understand, you know. I, you know, I, I'm this, I'm that. No, you know what I do know? 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and 33, it says God is, He is not an author of confusion. Okay? So if you are confused, whether you think, whether you don't know whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, God is not a God of, uh, He's not an author of confusion. There is no confusion. You are who God made you. And you know what? The reason why I think God does not like this thing about transgender or people changing who they are, because when you do that, you tell God He made a mistake. And last time I checked, my God did not, my God is a perfect God. My God does not make mistakes. We make mistakes, we mess up, but He does not. And we serve a, a loving and, 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 and a caring and, and, and a compassionate God, but He does not, he's not, does not have compassion for our sin. And the thing is, is you know, and, and once again, it's even seeping into the body of Christ, where you have pastors, you have people that, are, that, that, even, that have even spoken publicly, saying that uh, w how they feel about transgenderism and how they feel about... Uh, homosexuality and how they feel about all these things, they are evolving in the way that they think. And my Bible says God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. God does not change. And God is a perfect God and God does not make mistakes. And so, and, and then you have it seeping into our schools. You have it, you have it where you have schools out there now where you've got teachers are trying to coach children or, and then they're trying to make it where, I think it's in California, uh, where they, uh, where if the kid wants to change or they want to do a certain thing, they don't have to tell the parents about it. They can send them to a doctor. They can send them to places where it would help them do what they want to do to change. And it's ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy. And because all these things are happening, we are not roaring like God has called for us. We are not standing up and being the men and women of God that He has called us to be in this day and age. And this world is growing darker and darker and darker. And you know what? It's all in there. It, the Bible says it's going to happen. Jesus even said it was going to happen. In those days, the days shall be shortened. It, it, it's going to be darker. But see, that's when God is wanting us to rise up and to be uh, the, the man and the woman of God that He has called us to be. And so today, I'm going to be talking about why do we roar? Why do we as Christians roar? And, uh, you know, I wanted to share with you, and uh, uh, Frank, uh, maybe all throughout this podcast, maybe throwing some clips 
from our apostle, chief apostle Timothy Vanover's uh, revival that he preached on Roar. It was over April Celebration Revival. And he talked about uh, why do we roar? You know, he was talking about the roar, and roar spelled R-O-A-R, and that and the acronym that God gave him is the righteous overcoming anointed revelation. And see, God is wanting us when we roar, when we truly know how to roar, we're going to become that righteous overcoming anointed revelation. That that all those elements in our life are going to come forth whenever we truly stand up and begin to roar like God has called for us to do in this last day. So this first scripture that I'm going to go to is uh, Isaiah chapter 5 and we're going to be reading verses 26 through 30. And it says, And he will lift up an ensign to the nation from afar, and will hiss unto them from the end of the earth, and behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. See, God is wanting to rise up an ensign inside of us. He's wanting to rise up an ensign inside of us to the nations from afar, so that people can see that light that it needs to see. But see, we're too busy as a church agreeing with the world. We're too busy as a church. Instead of roaring like lions, we're barking like dogs. We're meowing like kitty cats. We're uh, like lambs. I don't even know what, what you call that. Like, <laughs> but we're, we're doing all these other sounds when God hasn't called for us to do all these other sounds. He hasn't called for us to bark like a dog or meow like a kitty cat. God has called for us to rise up and to roar like a lion. He's called for us to stand up and to be that ensign, to be those people that he's called us to be from afar. None shall be weary nor stumble amongst them. None shall slumber nor sleep. Neither shall the girdle of their loins be loosed, nor the latch of their shoes shall be broken, whose arrows are sharp. See, that's what happens, is that because we don't follow after the Word of God, because we don't follow after His Spirit, our arrows are not sharp. They become very dull. And all their bows bent. Their horses' hooves shall be counted like flint, and their wheels like the whirlwind. Their roaring shall be like a lion. They shall roar like young lions. Yea, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey, and shall carry it away safe, and none shall deliver it. And in that day they shall roar against them like the roaring of the sea. And if one look unto the land... Behold, darkness and sorrow, and the light is darkened in the heavens thereof. See, God's called for us to roar like those young lions. He's tired. He's you know, we, we get comfortable in our Christianity. We get comfortable in our faith. And that's when, it, when we begin to get comfortable in our Christianity or in our faith. That's when we begin to accept everything that the world does. And, 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 and it's too many times in our churches... We have compromised so much to get people into the church that we've allowed that compromise in our churches. And see, we can't do that. You can't compromise your faith. You can't compromise what you believe in. You can't compromise those things in the body of Christ. He didn't call for us to be like everybody else. You know what? If there's a big pack of people doing something... Then I, you know what you need to do? You need to do, go run the other way. Because just because a big pack of people are believing something or saying something doesn't mean it's right. You need to test it yourself. You need to get in your word. Is it backed up? What you're saying and what you're doing, is it backed up by the word of God? 
I would love for any pastor that believes that abortion is okay, that transgenderism is okay, that homosexuality is okay with God, I would love for you to back it up by the Word of God. Not by what you think, not by what you think that God told you, but see, you know what? When God speaks to you, when it's really God, it'll be backed up by this every single time. Every single time. When God tells you something and it's Him and it's not just a bean burrito dream that you had or it's not just a thought that you had or it might be just a little compassion that you have for flesh. See, that's what happens too many times is that we try to love people and God does want us to love people. He wants us to love the soul but not love their sin. But we have, that has been so mashed up that we, we begin to love the sin and not the sinner. Yeah, we got to love the sinner and we got to reach out. We got to reach out to the transgender. We got to reach out to the homosexuals. We got to reach out to those that may believe in abortion and win them and show them and roar and stand up for the truth and show them in God's word why it's an error. We got to do our part as Christians to roar like young lions, just like it says. We got to be that enzyme. But we're too busy, we don't want to offend anybody. You know, too many times we as Christians, we want, to, we want to stick our heads in the sand and we, just, we don't want to ruffle feathers. Well, you know, I, I just want everybody to love everybody. I just want everybody to be okay. Well, we're getting in churches where you're, we're, allowing, we're allowing people in sin behind the pulpit. We're allowing uh, people in sin on, the, on your praise and worship team. Now, don't get me wrong. We all make mistakes. We all struggle. We all go through things. Nobody behind the pulpit. I've been behind the pulpit. I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that you, you have to be a perfect person to be by, behind that. But if you are living in sin and you knowingly are living in that sin and, and are trying to justify your sin, that is when it's wrong. You know what? I know I make mistakes. And when I make mistakes, I go and repent. There's one thing to live in sin and then go and repent. Then, then another thing is to live in sin and be okay with that sin and say, well, God knows who my heart. God knows who I am. See, that's the biggest thing that whenever people try to get into this part of it is like, well, God knows my heart. Yeah, God knows your heart and He wants you to change. He doesn't want you to live in it. He doesn't want you to waller in it. He doesn't want you to try to justify it. If you have to justify the way that you live your life, then you need to ask yourself, what are you doing? Why are you justifying? Something must be wrong. So we as Christians, we have to stand up and roar against these things that are infiltrating the church house. But yet we want to focus on all the other things. We want to focus on, we want to go to all these other things to try to make us holy. See, that's what happens is, is you know, we got so many things that are, that are trying to infiltrate the church today. And we're trying to do things in ourselves instead of giving it over to God, instead of allowing God to come in and change and to transform to not conform, but to transform. And we do all these things to try to make us holy. And we can't do that. We cannot do that. That is not what roaring is. Join us next week as we continue Why Do Ryan's Roar?